Hashtag SAFMBTH. It is 21 minutes after 3 o'clock and we're in conversation next with the Minister of Home Affairs, Dr. Arun Mutwaledi. 67 Pakistani nationals were denied entry into South Africa after allegedly entering the country without complying with the immigration laws. According to the Department of Home Affairs, the 67 Pakistanis were with questionable visas wanted to come to South Africa but were unable to explain where they are going and for what reason. Uh, joining us now on the line is Dr. Arun Mutzaledi to explain exactly what happened here. Minister, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. So 67 um, Pakistanis who were intercepted and returned um, back to their country. What happened here? Yes, good afternoon, Aldrin. Good afternoon to the listeners. Yeah, actually, it was a sting operation, Aldrin. We conducted the sting operation, uh, home affairs, state security, the border guards and the hawks in a joint operation. So when they came, we were wait for, waiting for them. They just fell in into the trap that has been created for them. Uh, we, you are saying they came with a, a, a fraudulent documents. Actually, they didn't. When they phoned me, yeah, they were telling me that no, they've got e-visas which were fraudulent. We found that the e-visas were actually not, not fraudulent. They were authentic. But when immigration officers question them, giving, being given standard questions after we, we, we did the sting operation, it was very clear that our operation was, was, was correct and it was a success. And that's why we could not allow them to come in. So, so why were they intercepted initially? What, what, was, what was it about their conduct that made them suspicious? Well, look, yeah. There were quite a number of suspicious things which were happening. Some of the hotels nearby were complaining that they see a large number of Pakistanis booking into hotels, but they never turn up eventually uh, to come and take uh, 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 sort of the, the, the places. And secondly, Aldrin, we, we have got a system which we call uh, APP. It's a 24-hour operation. This system was established in, for 2010 World Cup. You remember the FIFA World Cup in 2010? Yeah. That 24-hour system helps us a lot. In terms of that system, any plane that must leave any part of the world anytime are supposed to give to us electronically what is called the passenger manifest. Passenger manifest is a list of passengers in that flight. We take the list, check it against our system, check it against Interpol to see if there's anybody who's undesirable in there. And then we allow them to come in. If we pick up anybody who must not be allowed, we tell that airline. But sometimes airlines take chances, believing that we won't check, they bring them in. In terms of the law, we must charge them 15,000 rand per every passenger that is coming wrongly. And then they must take that passenger back. So on the passenger manifest, you are seeing a flight leaving Dubai with 268 people, and 67 of them are from Pakistan, all in one plane. Uh, that is something that is very suspicious, and, and they are not part of a group that is coming in maybe for sports. What They are all individuals, but they are all from Pakistan. But remember that we've been watching Pakistan already because of what happened last year. You remember the incident last year on the 15th of June when I had to rush to the airport at midnight 
because Pakistanis were, were no longer, we no longer required them to transit through our tambo when they go to our neighboring countries. We're no longer requiring them to produce transit visas, but they were moving into the transit launch, escaping somewhere. If you remember the pictures, they go to look for spaces in fire hydrants and get into the country. So we've been watching them. And anything that is from there, it's a red flag for us. We start watching that, no, there, there might be something happening here. And indeed, that's why we found that it was happening. And from the interviews, were you able to ascertain what the real uh, agenda was? Why were they in the country? Not really. Except that they don't know what, what they are coming to do. So whatever agenda they are telling us, that's not the agenda. Not that there was because, somebody else waiting for them at the airport? Well, some will give you a name and say, I'm, I'm visiting Aldrin Sinpia. He's my cousin. I'm coming to him. Right? I am Aaron Mutualedi. I'm visiting Aldrin Sinpia. Mm -hmm. Then we say, okay, can you give us the phone number of Aldrin Sinpia? We want to talk to him. They do give us the phone we phone him and actually get him, but we don't give him the name of this cousin. You just give any name from Pakistan. He said, yeah, 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 that's my cousin. Please allow him in. Then we keep on trying different names. As long as it's a name from Pakistan, this cousin, this man <laughs> says he's my cousin, allow them in. Mm. So you can see that there is nothing like that. Very clearly, the Pakistanis that are already here, unfortunately, are part of that scheme where anybody can come in with their through their name. Then the hotel issue. As I'm telling you, some of the hotel names they give us when you ask him, okay, you got a VE visa, what are you coming to South Africa? No, I'm just visiting. Where are you going to stay? They give you the name of hotel. When you check, it does not exist. Or it exists, and you ask the hotel there about this booking. They say, we know nothing about such a booking. We never booked such a person. Or we check with the hotel, they tell us, no, we are used to Pakistanis booking in our hotels and we give them space and eventually they don't turn up. Yeah, so, so, so the, also the broader conversation, um, Minister, is what's currently happening on the continent to encourage the movement of people and goods, um, um, the free movement of people and goods. What's South Africa's contribution to that conversation, uh, considering that with some countries on the <coughs> continent we require visas as well, but now even with the requirement of visas, there are some people who are able to bypass the law? Well, look, it is true. Aldrin, that African Union has signed for free movement, for free movement of people. And I'm sure you are aware that happened in 2018, where countries signed for this free movement. But since 2018, to my knowledge, only five countries have ratified. So it is something that you guys talk about in the media, about this free movement in South Africa, I mean, in Afri on the African continent. But no country wants to ratify it except these five, which are very, very tiny uh, countries. And is that excluding South Africa? Sorry? Excluding South Africa. You mean excluding the five? What way? The five. Yeah, no, excluding South Africa. All the big major countries haven't signed it. I specifically know before it was signed, there was a meeting in SADC where I know for sure Botswana refused, Namibia refused, South Africa refused, Zambia refused, Seychelles refused and, um, uh, 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 and Mauritius refused. That part I know. 
The remaining ones, I'm not giving you a name. They are the ones who were encouraging that it must be signed. I know for sure that the rest of North African countries are very doubtful of this thing. So and, is it dead in the water? Because they don't want, it's not because they don't want free movement. It's because they are nervous about what's going to happen. Yeah, what's South Africa's concern? Sorry? What is South Africa's concern? Why South Africa is not ratifying that? South Africa, together with the other countries, yes. said they need conditions for it to be ratified. And they put about 10 conditions. I won't be able to remember all of them. One of them is that the guns must be silent. The second one was that there must be civil registration in that country. Because Aldrin, the unfortunate part is that there are still many parts of the continent where people don't have IDs. They are not registered. And the question is, if in this country they don't give IDs or only 5% of the people have got no IDs, if I allow full movement, who am I allowing? Because this person is not even known in their own country because it's not registered anywhere. So they were asking for that civil registration that it must be completed. And remember, in 2010, there is a program called CRVS, Civil Registration and Vital Statistics. That was established by AU, the World Organization, United Nations Population Development, encouraging this issue of vital statistics. So what is the score? The score is that the country that has registered its people the most, which is number one, is Egypt. They are at 98%. Number two is South Africa at 89%. Other countries are still as low as 5%. Sure. So that's a very big concern. Okay. Thank you so much for your time, Dr. Arun Mutualedi, the Minister of Home Affairs. It's half past three.